like what you do for a living? These things you see. You have to wear blinders sometimes. Most times. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here? Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I'm going to homicide five years. Not here. Now, we have ourselves a homicide. They're caught in a game. No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. There are seven deadly sins. Gluttony. You're going to come take a look at this. Greed. No one touches anything. Sloth, wrath, pride, lust, and envy. Seven. You can expect five more of these. Body was found on Tuesday morning. I hate this city. We're going to get who did this. This will be the very definition of swift justice. There are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy is methodical, exacting. Worst of all, patient. He's laughing at us. He had a gun. He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Hey! Let's finish it. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. that's a good yeah that's a good trailer um uh, i'm yeah. telling you man i still i miss the narrating voices i kind of want to bring him back his voice is weird he was kind of a weird narrator voice <laughs> well we're gonna do seven um yeah we are we uh this is one you texted me about a, a while ago you're like well he's seven is on hbo so i think uh i think it's, it's time and and the people also spoke everybody voted and a lot of people wanted seven and uh yeah. and i am very excited because as much as you know i love fincher um i don't I think I've seen it. I've seen, I mean, I've seen it. Of course I've seen, seen seven, Fuck, but I, I, I no, no, no. <laughs> I, but, but it's weird to think that I might've only seen it once. Yeah. And yeah. may, I mean, twice, it doesn't even seem like I've seen it twice, but I, I know it well, uh, just from that one time, but, uh, but I'm, it was a while ago, so I'm excited to do it because I think, I think by and large people will, will cite fight club as like, if you're going to name the Fincher movie, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously he, I think he's done better movies, but I think like in terms of like the most iconic movie, mm-hmm. I think the best and most Fincher movie in a lot of ways is, is the game. Five. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Got it. Sorry. Outside okay, of yeah. the game, which transcends, <laughs> uh, Fincher. It's perfect. No, film. It, uh, it, it really feel to me, uh, this is not going to become a big shit on fight club thing. But <laughs> to me, fight club was a, a huge movie. It's a great movie. I'm not, I'm, I'm nitpicking because yeah, obviously sure. it's a really good movie, but in the pantheon of like greatest movies, which people always seem to list that one in, I just always felt like 
the ending of Fight Club was a little bit sloppy, mm. um, and, and it, having to do with spoiler alert, um, you know the the two personalities, and then I was like, oh my god, he's gonna kill himself to save everybody and sacrifice himself, and he literally just shoots himself in the mouth, yeah. head slash doesn't kill himself, and that takes care of it. And I'm like, sure, I guess you could ask me to stretch as an audience member and say, yeah, that trauma eliminated this whole entity but to me that that seemed like such a glaring giant grand canyon sized plot hole that concludes the movie that no one seemed to ever care about because they just loved the movie so much yeah whereas i think seven is just like i mean really perfection a lot of people don't like this ending so i know i know playing devil's advocate here you know which is another good movie um (laughs) (laughs) well and we'll get to this but there are some there's some lines of dialogue at the end of this movie that um, were sort of forced in, but everything else is the way Fincher wanted to do it because the studios were leaning on them hard to not end this movie the way it ends. Right. However, right. However it ends, I've for those heard of you that. watching yeah. for the first time, they were trying to change stuff. So exactly. I thought it was very bold and, uh, and I think it's great top to bottom. I just think this is a dark masterpiece. To nice. Me. I mean, I just think it's really I'm, really I'm ready for it again. I mean, this came out, okay, so this released September 22nd, 1995, which, by the way, makes it 25 years and yep. one month ago yep. Um, yep. to the day. So what uh, What was your experience when this came out? Did you see it when it came out? Absolutely not. I hate it. <laughs> I, I still don't love horror movies or, you know, things sure. that are dark and gory. It's just not my thing. We've talked about this ad yeah. nauseum. But, um, but when I was a kid... I didn't even understand why somebody would want to make a horror movie. Like it just didn't make sense to me. I was mm-hmm. like, why do, why do people want to watch this? Right. Want to see it? I still feel that way to an extent, even though I've seen a ton of it. Um, but I came to this much, much later and I'm talking probably like maybe it was still high school, but might've even been college. college. When yeah, I, like, that I, and sense. you've seen pieces at that point. I didn't see it until different at bits. least college age. Yeah. So I don't, it wasn't until kind of fight club was a thing that I'd seen and I was in mm-hmm. the game and I was, and I knew I was interested in venture because we've talked about this. That's the window in for me. If like, if I think it's a great filmmaker, it's a great film. I'll watch whatever watch all it is. Them, yeah. like I, Cause I'm curious. Then I want to yep. see like what they've done. Um, and then like, again, I, I think I had to kind of just accept like, this is just going to be dark. Like that's not your style, but just kind of accept it for what it is. And like I said, I, I, I really think, I mean, alien was another movie that we had in the, um, we'll talk about this obviously when this commentary gets going, but alien was another movie we had for, for voting since it's the kind of our Halloween mm-hmm. month of movies. Yeah. And these are two movies. They're certainly not at all like aesthetically, but I really think top to bottom, just the design of the world, the carrying on the story, the characters, everything else, they are both equal to me in being like horrific masterpieces. Like they, yeah. I just think they're horror scape yeah. to, to perfection. Yeah. Um, so that's, they're two of maybe five movies that I could tell you that I think are that way. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch this again. That's all really um, fair. And you know, it's appropriate. It is a uh, nighttime it is dark out. Yes, it is. And, yes, it um, is. and it's actually seven o'clock while we're recording. <laughs> yeah. So the, and the debate is, is on. So that's horrific. Yeah. Long, so <laughs> yes, the debate is actually a lot scarier. That's extremely we'll be scary. Watching movies. Um, um yeah. So yeah. I think, I think we're ready. Um, all yeah, right. Let's well, get to it, man. so to it's our listeners, one. Uh, you've probably done our commentaries before. This one's a little unique because this is on HBO Max. Yeah, I think it's the first one we've done on HBO Max. And uh, so we have our playback synced up. But in order for you to sync it up, HBO does that weird thing where they add 
um, trailers for upcoming HBO projects as part of the movie. So I can't be a hundred percent sure that we're going to sync up properly. And that's why, uh, instead of, um, our normal, where I say three, two, one play, um, I am going to say that you need to queue it up to the new line cinema logo at the beginning. Um, for what it's worth, we're at 40 seconds in right now, but Mm -hmm. I think that's because of the ad that they put before it. Um, and so we currently are on the new line cinema at 40 seconds and I'm going to kind of talk you through the first few seconds of the movie, what we're seeing. Um, and I think you'll be able to, uh, to queue it up, um, just based on this logo. Uh, so I think that's about it. Um, let's watch a movie. Uh, this is seven, which by the way, if you're looking it up, very often spelled with a seven where the V goes. So that might screw up your Googling a little bit. That's the only bad decision that they <laughs> yeah, made yeah. for this movie. And that was a total mid-90s choice. And yeah, I sure. feel like somebody's got to regret that. I was talking into my so. Apple TV earlier and I was like, seven. Normally it finds a movie and it's like, nope, right. I, don't, I don't know that. And I tried to spell it out. S-E-7-E-N. Seven and it was just like, I can't do that. And so it's yeah. uh, it's just lost. We've stu- now we know how to stump the, uh, lost the robots in the internet. if they ever try uh, to take over. Anyways, all right. So here we are with Seven and uh, HBO Max. And I'm going to hit play on the new line logo. Are you seeing that, Patrick? I'm seeing it. Is that playing? So the new line seminar cinema logo just faded away it is black and we're just fading up on morgan freeman's back he's wearing a white shirt he just put some coffee in the uh sink uh, or a coffee pot in the sink and he just turned off the sink so i think that'll sync you up if you're listening back to this you'll figure it out we should uh definitely do the entire commentary that morgan freeman is <laughs> tying his tie every single and thing he is adjusting his knot and he is looking in the mirror oh and he's got what what else is there there's a gun there's a pen you there's know, a knife and there's I, a <laughs> handkerchief with something. This is on like it. the book, the things they carry. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're starting on on a on a fun note, which is good because we're going right. to be depressed as hell. Oh, this sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I actually do think wow, this, this opening is bread. this opening is very. Yeah. Is, is that in his house smart, still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sounds of outside that sound design in that yeah. though. Um, with him kind of in the shelter of his own home and sure. like preparing for the day, like essentially putting on his armor for the day. Yep. I think is a very smart move and very important to this movie because as we, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this city is a representation of like hell. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not the only person to say like, when you watch this, it's unnamed, it's always raining, it's always overcast, it's gross, it's rotting, it's running down. And it's as if these people are in purgatory. I I put it in the same category as devil's advocate because I've seen that movie a few times and that environment there in that city is essentially hell also. Um, Yeah. It's very, very similar. And here comes oh, look our at boy, this guy. BP. Look at this young buck. What, what an stud. ugly motherfucker. You know, this is also, I'm going to just give away a key to BP's character. And I don't think I realized this the first time I watched it, but. BP is he, sharp for Morgan Freeman, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Brad Pitt, for those of you who are uh, not sharp. Um, you know, this is almost to me, it seems like kind of his dream role because he's always been that pretty boy leading man that wanted to play the character actor. Yep. And this was totally marketed like anybody would have for Brad Pitt in the nineties. Sure. He's going to be the young lead. He's going to be the star. He's, you know, this is Mel Gibson and Danny Glover mm-hmm. and right. And, and Mel's the weapon, the lethal weapon. And that's Brad Pitt's character, right? Yep. That's the duo we're thinking we're getting. You have to realize and understand that Brad Pitt is an idiot in right, this movie right. to, to really and once you realize that you're like this is 
beautifully done. Perfect, like perfect, this guy's yeah. completely in over his head. I think there's a scene in here where he's going to have somebody pick up some cliff notes because he can't even go home and research <laughs> by reading about the seven deadly sins. Right. He is out of his league and he's just this young guy that wants to do well. Right. But he's not. He's not going to do well. He's just not capable. And Somerset, one might say that Morgan he's Freeman's been living moment. on the on the uh, wave of his good looks his entire life. And now Which, he's yeah, got to grow up and do some real work. Of Brad Pitt. There you go. And look at that mid-90s facial hair. Good God. See, he's overly confident already, right? Like, it's all the things normally we would be rooting for a leading man, and he would be right. The confidence would be well-founded. Right. But... He's just a big dummy. (laughs) And I love that Brad Pitt just totally embraces it and has no ego about it at all. Like, it's like he loved doing this. Sure, yeah. I also, I don't know how much you'll remember this, but just the metronome, needing the metronome just to block out the city in your little Uh tiny sanctuary of being inside, I think is just such a nice, simple touch. But it's like, God, you just got to drown out all that madness. I I wonder if details like that are in the script. Seems like it could go it's either a, way, you know. It's a really that's a, a really interesting thing, thing that to could bring be a Morgan out. Freeman thing. Who knows? Yeah, know. I think about that stuff a lot when I when I watch. You would hope it's in a script, but I don't. But often it's give not, man. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a living, breathing thing, right? And it evolves um, to a large extent on on set and exactly. And yeah, this uh, this writer. Oh, we get a credit sequence. I forgot. Uh, this writer, Andrew Kevin Walker. All Fincher's credit sequences are great. Yeah. Andrew. What, what about him? Um, is uh, known for uh, some other interesting movies, but not a ton. He hasn't had like a, an amazing career. He's done a few things and he hasn't done much recently, but he did. Um, I would say seven was his breakout. It's the first one I've heard of. Um, he wrote eight millimeter that Nicholas Cage movie. He wrote sleepy hollow which I saw once. Um, and then uh, he r- really nothing else that is of any, you know, notoriety. So that's kind of weird consequence. Um, but it also, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the trivia bits was that he wrote this script over a two year period while working at tower records, which is kind of cool. So the credits wow. uh, for for this, uh, I think, like all Fincher stuff, generally plays into the film, right? It's always like he's always making some kind of artistic move in that way, where normally sure. I feel like credits are just throwaways. 
Um, obviously, this one just gives you pieces of the story. Does this seem like a weird uh, uh, time capsule to you for Brad and Gwyneth's relationship? Like, this is the movie they were in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this young cool love to together. For sure. I like them. Yeah. They're both cool. Before she was weird. weird. You know, yeah. Head in a box. And uh, one of the trivia bits was that he brought all the ties that this character wears. <laughs> Because he, he he was like, I want him to not wear good clothes, so I want right. him to have terrible, yeah. you know. He knew this guy sense. was a moron. This is like original Gwyneth. Yeah, Gwyneth old school. One point, we all loved her. Right, <laughs> right, the best version. <laughs> you know, she has very little to do in this, and she's very memorable and good. Like. There, there's some scenes in this that she's in that you totally buy the character. You feels like such a lived in world, but it also feels like lived in three dimensional characters, even though she is barely in this. Like, I really think sure. that's a testament yeah. to her. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you would have stood up. That's a fair. That's a fair argument. Yeah, I would have. Uh, I, when I go, I want to go in a plate of spaghetti. Doesn't seem like the worst way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm real dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the smartest guy. The production design of this movie is very, very good. Yes. Just yes. all so of it is top to bottom. Dirty. Very good. There's just, there's a presence and a tone, like an ambiance to this entire time. You just, it's that tension the whole way through, right? Yeah. And not just in these scenes, but when, you know, when you're, we know something's coming. Right. But God, it is. Well, it doesn't seem like they're on earth. You know, it seems like it's just, like you said, they're in hell or they're, you know, it's just nothing real accessible about it. Do you remember the movie Just Cause? Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've talked about it, but there's a scene when um, Sean Connery goes to Ed Harris's parents' house in that movie where they're all dead and stuff. It's very similar to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, I feel like, is a good representation of all of us during COVID right, right. now. Right. <laughs> Just sitting at the table, <laughs> growing in size. Yeah. Not much to do. Ugh. <laughs> Can't. I also love that BP just never stops talking. You know, like Morgan Freeman is just taking everything in. He's right. observing. Doing his He's job. like the old yeah. sage. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's just like, need to make a splash. Let me tell you what I think. <laughs> Here's what I think happened. Oof. Gross. That's why he didn't stand up. 
Ugh. Yeah. Pretty gross. Whoa. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. So pissed. So annoyed. Oh, a bucket. Oh, no. Don't look in the bucket. It's <laughs> face right down in it. Yeah. Look at this guy. He's real gross, too. (laughs) He's all sweaty. That seems like an appropriate use of this guy. Yes, yes. (laughs) He just just plays it so well that he's not in on the joke, right? He just, he does not know that he's behind. Right. Okay. Bye. Oh, and you know you keep expecting them to learn, but yep, that's Ugh, so that's gross. Definitely pretty disgusting. There, there's definitely some uh, some imagery in this that ugh. Yeah, get you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like a year. <laughs> I'm 25. That is a hell of a burn. Yeah. Don't jerk me off, man. It's a hell of a thing to say to your partner. Don't jerk me off, man. I don't think I've ever asked someone not to jerk me off. Right, right, right. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, nobody that I didn't want to jerk Look me off ever tried to jerk me body. off. Look at that fucking body. Holy shit. You know, your body is a temple. Yeah. I like, I like that actor. That he was uh, in the House of Cards with oh. Kevin Spacey. Good God. This is enough to make you never want to eat. Yeah. Just have a salad. Christ. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> but again, like the lines as written, if they were delivered different, are like the lines, you know? Right. Like, 
they're like making fun of what was popular in 95. Sure. Early army. Too old for this shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame. I don't feel like One that's day a from crazy thing to say. No, not at all. They should be like, "All right, man, no problem. We understand." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> You're the only cops in the world. <laughs> I only got two cops left in the yeah. city. <laughs> the shit stain of a city. What city are we in again? No one knows. I know I'm harping on this like crazy, but I, I also love that just the fact that Brad Pitt's shirt like isn't ironed, right? It's like... Right. Wrinkly and shitty and like Somerset's so well put together with his sure. chest and it just Fincher is just a master of design and tone and, and everything looks yeah. so effortless. Yeah. Like all of this. Yeah. Every Every single thing is so effortless. And it's not like he has the same DP every movie. It's not like he has the same writer every movie or yeah, same production. He doesn't. It's all, I mean, obviously it's these the people that he surrounds himself with also. But the fact is, it's really a somewhat different group for each movie. And yeah, yeah. yet they just stand out in such a way. Um, I actually hate him. For it. I, I am deeply jealous. I, I despise uh, his ability. You know, right, um, right. Soderbergh, Soderbergh actually said, and this is one of my favorite quotes ever. He said, you know, Fincher just can't not see what he sees. He's like part of the reason he drives some actors crazy and works so long because mm-hmm. it's not effortless, right? Like he has, a, oh, he'll sure, be no. looking at the person crossing the street three blocks away in the background. And be like, Nobody walks like that. Right. And you know what I mean? He's like, which is why I love him. The attention to detail and then the obsessive perfectionism Mm -hmm. um, to do something a hundred times until it's right. Yeah. Is what makes it look effortless. And that's the key for sure. And it's what makes it again. Like we said, work of art, you know what I mean? That's what does it. That's what gets you there is just grinding and grinding. No matter how good you are. This is a fun concept. You know, he's looking at the art in this room. Oh yeah, I'm, this scene's great. I'm hanging up some stuff in my house right now, and I'm like, that would be cool to have art from films. You know, I like yeah. in uh, Double yeah. Jeopardy I mean, they what, have all those what? Kandinsky's, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool if I hey. had one of those. And it was a reference to the movie. Um, what more appropriate art could you put up? 
<laughs> you know what I mean, like in your right. place, I feel like that would be the most relevant it's, thing it's, to. It's better than putting like. up a movie poster. <laughs> right, right. You're you're actually it's the in art. It then, from like, you know, the movie. it's a layer that's, down. Right. That's exactly my point. Yeah. It's smarter, you know. Brad Pitt's it's character smarter. is going to put up the movie poster, and Somerset <laughs> is going to put up. Uh, <laughs> Mills yeah. is going to put up the movie poster. Somerset's going to put up point. the art from the movie. Yeah. That's very Batman-y. Yeah. I feel like that's like a Joker Detective trap or some. <laughs> Someone. Yes, Captain. You going to give up all this? <laughs> what in the Sam Hill? This office? <laughs> Jesus. Now we have a story. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Sounds nice. Go down to Mexico the city. What when what is it? When not to na- what's the beach in Mexico from Yeah, that's what I was saying. Shawshank Redemption. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I find my friend. I've seen enough hope of this I shit. I find my friend. <laughs> I hope. Some real shit in this man. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Arlie Army's pretty good in this movie. Yeah, he's great. I mean, you know, he's not known for too much beyond his military experience obviously but, but he the acted a lot right. like the but that's what i'm right. saying like yeah. he's just so perfect for it that he they knew what to do with him there mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. uh yeah excellent mm, gross gross place I'm telling you like everywhere they go everywhere it's, you go in this movie right is- which, you know, it does bring up this thing of if you're really trying to put yourself in the mindset of a detective that works homicide, um, the fucking life that they live must be terrible. And obviously it's all relative to where and when and why and all that stuff. But what a what a terrible life to walk into these crime scenes. And then on top of it, if it's like a really, really gross environment, that also sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Be hard to keep the faith with the shit you would see. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a job like this, I just don't exactly. Oh, something fell in my house. Hmm. 
you know, very much like Silence of the Lambs, this is a like an exploitation horror film, just basic horror that just, you know, doesn't have anything else to it in the hands right. of a lesser director. And then like those moments in the office where they're talking about like maybe the world was always this way and all that kind of stuff. And then just the direction and everything else Like we talked about the production or what elevate this to like high art. Yep. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark in that way. You know, the B movie uh-huh. becomes like a top film. Yeah. What a stupid tie-in jacket. <laughs> Greed. Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty funny bit. <laughs> pretty great. I was just letting <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> yeah, I keep giving you these little bits that yeah. nope, nope. I Good don't luck. Want this is Jon Snow on Game of Thrones it. saying, I don't want it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect. God, just the exhaustion from just being outside, right? Yeah. There's elements of this style in um, in all the real-world scenes in Last Action Hero also. You know, they really make where mm. he lived in New York really grimy. and um, Right, right. It kind of was, apparently. You know, that seems accurate to the time period for New York. Not that this right, is New York, right. necessarily. They don't say where this is, but... Um, but that kind of nineties era. Yeah. Well, there's shades of uh, like Gotham city in a lot of the Batman movies. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That is the bus driver, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm speed. We just rewatched that recently. This is one of my favorite sequences again, because this just demonstrates, this is a nothing scene. Like because of Fincher, I I feel like this is one of the memorable moments of this movie and just demonstrates how much like it's almost his sanctuary is just pursuing knowledge. Right. Like he comes to the to the library and right. he researches and he shuts out the world and finds things out. Right. And even comments on the guards, like not taking advantage of Oh. Do you know what other uh movie that this song is featured prominently in that you and I have both watched many times? Oh, um, I need to listen to it a little bit. Okay. Just chime in whenever. Yeah. Tell you, man, I love this whole sequence. It's, and it's nothing. I don't know. 
I don't know. Tell me. So, Spy Who Loved Me, when uh, the the capsule from underneath the sea comes up, and the you know the villain <laughs> who's going to sink the whole world. Okay. When he sure. drowns, he kills his girlfriend. Right? She drops through that. She betrays him, so he drops her through the elevator, and, and the, the shark ends up eating her yeah, up. Yeah. This music is playing the the whole thing. Okay. Classic. And That's my mom really always funny. hated that. As about being a piano teacher and like a classical music person, she was like, why do the villains always listen to classical music? It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. And I was like, mom, it's the juxtaposition. The villains always have very high cool. IQ. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, you say. The Spy Who Loved Me was a James Bond movie. <laughs> like you say, there's not, not much happening, but it's... Um, it gives us a little bit of a of a relief from the rest of the movie. It's very right. kind of safe and and slow, and they're not together, <laughs> which helps. Right, um, right. They're each doing their thing in their own way. And the and the, and the adding these beats of um of just taking a breath, just exasperation. Yep. Where like when he gets in the car and he's ugh, like. It it yeah. does add to the tone of like this just being an overwhelmingly bad place and situation and day to day grind that you know adds to the tone of it just needing that relief. Yep. <laughs> I love that Mills has sort of started watching sports, kind of given up on. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> ah, interesting. It's Wednesday. Did they film this in LA? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, plenty of it was in LA, but I don't think it was only LA. Hell of a lot of rain machines that they filmed in LA. Yeah, that's a rain machine for sure. It's always just a downpour, so. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> I'm so dumb. This is a great. <laughs> What's that all about? Oh, <laughs> good work. It's so dumb. It's such I'm a you, man, dumb. Maybe I did watch it when I was younger, but it was just lo- it was either lost on me that he was, yeah. you know, not the stud, or or I expected him to learn something and have that arc like you normally have, right? Um, but he represents everybody, like the the everyman, right? Like he is us, kind of lost in this. Oh sure, shit show, and trying to figure it out, and dog looking for a bone. Oh, he's moving in. Still polite, still a good guy. 
Yeah. Wants sure. to do good. Desperately wants to do good. Mm-hmm. Wipe out evil. Be the stud. <laughs> yeah, you better fucking hide those. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine Johnny Utah and Mills in the same office <laughs> trying to figure out the crack the case? <laughs> That's a great pitch. Oh, it'd be incredible. Yeah. We should do it now. I am a local PD detective. <laughs> <laughs> what city? I don't I don't know. Package deal. Comes with the office. Hmm. I'm going to start answering my phone. Newman. Yeah. I told you not to call me at work. Great touch. Great touch having this embarrassment too. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Just get pizza. Just cheese pizza. (laughs) I love it. Oh. Yeah, this is good. I remember this. They're so they're just an adorable yeah couple in this movie. It's devastating, right? <laughs> it's, it's the same energy as you made a friend at school today. Oh, we'll invite him over. Let's have a play date. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> your mom's standing with okay. you at the playground. Yeah, exactly. You to talk to that What's friend. What's his name? To talk to you. Mom. Don't rub your hands well, in my he hair. he looks nice. <laughs> Late supper. <laughs> How's that? Separate. <laughs> it's the great moment. Okay. <laughs> Hello, man. man. <laughs> so good. He's like, no, come on, babe. No. (laughs) It's very cute. Yeah. The cute. Oh, puppy dogs. Big gray puppy. Obviously, this is always going to be a thing now with Kevin Spacey, you know, beyond the movie. Yeah, but yeah. when this came out, right, it wasn't marketed. You you had no idea who the villain. I mean, they hold him for so long. You don't you don't see the appearance yep. for so long. I mean, it's not until yep. the third act, really. That's what launches you. But also wasn't advertised at all. Like it wasn't, you know, usual suspects came out the same year. Yep. And like, what a fucking splash for that dude. Absolutely. And this one was just totally hidden, and it's great that it was you. You can't keep secrets like this anymore. We talk about it all the time. Sure, yeah. Back then, it worked. (laughs) 
He is the wise old sage. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Trish, come on. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. This is a good scene. Yeah. This is great. I love this. <laughs> it's probably the most flashback to my real estate days. M- memorable part of this movie for me is just like them living by a subway. Right, right. Just well, being like, like the that's the scariest like, part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, him knowing how miserable she is and they've clearly moved here for his career and like him mm-hmm. taking her hand immediately when that question is that all this like, I mean, they're all subtle little things. There's nothing, nothing brilliant in any individual piece of it, but all the it pieces feels very real. Like, it feels very real. Yeah, this is like the only scene we get with all of them interacting like this. Right. And it's so good. Like right. it, it just, you totally buy it and there, you don't need any more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the. Jesus. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Probably what you'd go after, right? But yeah. this is such a horrific idea. I mean, yeah. the whole idea of all of this is just pure horror, man. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the Feel Good <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Movies and shit. Of course he drinks beer and he drinks wine.
Mm-hmm. Nope. Case closed. You, know, you, a- <laughs> you asked when I saw this the first time, and while I don't remember very clearly, I remember so clearly the trailer of this movie uh-huh. running all that 1995. And there are some moments, Brad Pitt saying, nope. With his, like right there, and then his where he says "Let's finish it," which is towards the end, are so embedded in my mind. It's so yeah. funny because they're you know they're not even that necessarily that big of yeah. lines. No, and then idea. there's yeah. a moment where he's kind of blue, like the guy's got a blue glow where he's spraying off for finger dusting for fingerprints. Sure, a little later, and it looks like it's Brad Pitt in the trailer. Uh, oh, still yeah. looks just yeah. like him, but it's not him. Different guy. Can't live like this. So good. The dogs. Yeah. Well, why'd you say that then? <laughs> Do you remember this? Do you remember what they go back for? I, I don't. Again, it's great. It's just like yeah. finding the grease under the fridge. Oh, under right. Fridge. Got it. Got it. Little clues, hints here and there. Hmm. Do we ever know what she does? Like, is she a painter? Is that what she does? Or? There, you know, there's one more. I don't know if it comes up what she does, but there's one more scene with her that's, again, really impactful where she sits with just Somerset. Um, yeah. It, it's coming. So I don't want to talk about it too much. But, sure, um, sure. sure. It's, yeah. it's, it kind of gives a little insight to her. Um, kind of heartbreaking. Is that the woman from the photo? Right. That's his wife. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a dope, dope little thing. Switchblade. 
It's got to be something. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Mila's just giving up. Yeah. He's a kid. He's a kid. I know. It's great. He's fucking with us. This is us. (laughs) (laughs) That's really silly. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, he's doing his job. Cool. This guy, yeah. This I I know it doesn't look like him now, but on the trailer with that quick clip, I was always like, that's PP. Help me. Fuck. That's pretty cool. I didn't remember that one. That's that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Oh. Look at us. It's the future. nice reference you know that's the other thing that's like what such a like you know the dismissiveness right of like oh he's just a psycho and not trying to get down to the psychology of Mm -hmm. this you know this evil Mm -hmm. person is is another thing that i feel like is very much in tune with the average person but Mm -hmm. also shows why mills just is not many good at it's probably a sign of the times as well you know, we think of the 90s as like yesterday, but this was 25 years ago. And 25 years sure. before that, they didn't have serial killers <laughs> or there weren't – it wasn't true. A, a thing. That's true. Yeah. So I think, yeah. you know, you can make that case that it's just – it was an evolution of of the expectation of, you know, murder and murderers. Right, right. And well, I just think we weren't quite I as agree. modernized yet. I definitely agree, but I just think, you know, you have, again, Somerset – who is, all right, this is the seven deadly sins, right? And he's right. looking into that, and then let's read Dante, and then trying to figure out this guy's psychology, tell him what's coming, and then you've got Brad Pitt. He's fucking with us, you know? Like, yeah, and that's yeah. just, you know, it's just that is the whole thing. Like, um, and a lot of the stand down at the end kind of has some of that in it. Yeah, for sure. For sure he did. I need more mezcal if I'm going to make it through. So I'll be right back. Go go for it, buddy. <laughs> go for it. I'll carry this bad boy for a little bit. Oh, we're to Thursday, guys. We're to Thursday. And look at those adorable, too. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, it's a nice little speech moment here. 
Oh, it's Dr. Cox. You know it. We uh, we fixed the glitch. What was the glitch? It's the, uh, you know, in office space where they're like, so did you fire him? No, it turns out we haven't been paying him. And he just keeps coming in and they're like, oh, well, <laughs> we, did you start paying? No, we, we fixed the glitch. We fixed the glitch. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just fixed the glitch. That's funny. Uh, did they get a lead or are they gone? So, yeah, they, they're, they're, uh, talking about the Southern Baptist got his upbringing, tried to rape a minor, you know, he's, he like fit kind of fits the someone that fit the profile. It, okay. Got the profile it. to it to yep. an extent, but also just like this gearing up sequence is once again, just kind of that head fake of like what you would right. get in the heroic movie. And they are not heading to like figure well, this out. Like it wasn't like based on the fingerprint. It was just some random profile. No, he, well, he, yeah, they came in after the, uh, the, they had run that through the night and Mills uh-huh. and Somerset were sleeping and they said, yeah. okay, boys, wake up. We got, you know, such and such. And then gave the information on this guy. And okay. now they're going, going to the apartment. <laughs> I was a rookie then. Says Denzel Washington turned down the Brad Pitt part. It was kind of interesting. I think it. I think originally huh. it was Denzel. There's a million alternate castings right, that are rumored right. for this movie, but is one of them was Denzel and like Al Pacino. Uh, you know, there's just a million of these various ones. Uh, but uh, Denzel said it. It's too dark and evil, and then said he later regretted it <laughs> once he saw. Right. It. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel this is totally me projecting, but I, I also kind of feel like at this point in Denzel or maybe any time in his career, yeah. he's not necessarily going to be all in when he's got his choice on playing a Mills. I really do uh-huh. think like he would not have fully embraced N- no. just kind of yeah. being the brash idiot and not, you know, just doesn't seem his speed. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I don't know, everything oh, happens shit. for a reason. Get out of here. Maybe. <laughs> They love this. <laughs> Another shit. Like honestly, apartment. Mills uh, belongs on this team, right? He needs to be like a member kind of, of SWAT. Yeah, yeah. Just give him a gun and let him bang the door down. This really terrified me when I was first watching. I think this was the one that bothered me the most. Hmm. Um. Oh. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. I think they're going to solve it, but. All the air fresheners. Yeah. Dicks. I would say I'm probably the worst with body horror, of any kind of horror. <laughs> yeah. And this is really chock full of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's not good. It's just so smart and so good, too. They say the makeup on this person took 14 hours. Oh, God. Well, he was also, like, incredibly emaciated. Like, they found, like, the smallest act. I've read some about this where they just found, like, the most... I mean, that doesn't even look like a real person, you know? Yeah, yeah. looks completely like bullshit. Oh, but... Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. Like that's why yeah, this yeah, part yeah. just yeah. fucked me up so bad. Right, I mean, right, right. Just haunted my dreams. That whole. <laughs> How do you ever God. recover? Oh, that after is nightmare that. fuel. Yes, it's so God. bad. This is a crazy location. Giant penny stores. Jesus, motherfucker. <laughs> Brad. So you're aware of who that was or yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remembered it once. Right. Once he said, gotcha. How did I get here so fast? I was like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I like man, I got a right to be here. Hey, see? <laughs> what are you doing here, coppers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my place, see? <laughs> Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just so horrific. Ugh. Yes, yes. There are so Ugh. many things they show in this that are gross and horror fuel, but really, truly, the stuff they talk about and the ideas is worse. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's worse. Yep. And just the idea of it is, oh. Ugh. Did he say and he still has hell to look forward to? Yeah. 
It's a weird, weird thing to say from a doctor. Biblical, yeah, biblical. Why are you calling me? Good old greasy spoon. It's the best way to introduce a Friday. Some fried yeah. eggs. Yeah. So I think this is the same cafe this where fucking like, diner. they've shot in a ton of movies. Yeah. yeah the yeah, the yeah. training day and I need to look it up. And it's not like really open, right? It's just used for like locations. No, you're thinking of Johnny's. This is not Johnny's. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Quality Cafe. Hang on a second. There was in a lot of stuff, but hang on. Oh, it 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 is now only open for filming. So you're right about that. But that it was a real diner throughout this whole era. So like, um, the one I was thinking of was Gone in sixty seconds. Um, oh yeah. But it's in. Coyote Ugly. It's the one that she uh, goes to the first night and sees Tyra Banks dancing. It was in Catch Me gotcha. If You Can. It was in Old gotcha. School. Million Dollar Baby, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, so we talked about days of um, we talked about Gwyneth being, you know, what does she do? She's been yeah. a teacher. She's talking about that now, right? And just like, yeah. and she was just like the conditions here, right? It's just like devastating her. Like, doesn't even right. want to be a part of it. bombshell yeah was so sad I know it's really like this is just such a power like she does a great job yeah Hmm. 
Yeah. God, that's heavy. Yeah, that's so well written. And and there's something about too this meeting of just the old cynic, right? Where you just mm-hmm. you've been overcome by your cynicism, and this, even in spite of everything, still having that hope. And you you feel like he sees that and is trying to nurture it, uh-huh. even though he know it's inevitable that she'll lose it. Yeah, but it's, it's just a, like he's still just daring. trying to yeah. protect it. Like he he cares about that innocence, even though he's lost it. But God, it's just such a devastating to think about. Yeah, beepers. Yeah, beepers. (laughs) I've called you here today because I have an idea for a company. It's called Goop. I just wanted to get your two cents on it. Well, but one last thing I want to say about that scene, uh, even though we're past it, is just yeah. the it, introducing that as her call when it's so like it almost feels like it, there's something that it's like cheating almost about it, you know, right, and right. really she's cheating emotionally and going to tell him like, right. you know, it's more important than like a physical cheating. The it's deep, like she's saying, I stuff, don't want yeah. to be here and with her. Yeah. Yeah. He has a bunch of basketball hoops on his tie. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. I love it when Brad Pitt does that point with his whole hand. I love that. Oh yeah, does it? He does it so often. It's the Harrison Ford single finger point. Point. It's definitely a character thing that he does. You find this man. You find this man. Once again, just dismissing. What does he say in Oceans? He goes, and Tess does not split 11 ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, fuck him. Wants to cover himself in peanut butter. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He's so dismissive. (laughs) I know. It's incredible, really. Yeah. I, I do think, though, it, again, it speaks to you want to be that way. You want to yeah. not have to think of these people as people. I mean, sure. like, it's easier. Like, and it's just a yeah, bad fuck place him. To He's a monster. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you're not wrong. Like, he is a monster. Sure. But, yep. It's so great. Somerset leading this kind of 
Investigation is so great. <laughs> He's so bored. I want to go kick some heads. I could do some pizza right now. <laughs> His second uh, homophobic reference here. Yeah. This guy, also in the game. I like this dude. <laughs> the only evidence of what city they're in that I read was that sign behind him that says New York Pizza, but it's a place called New York Pizza that is actually in L.A., and they were just like, no, that's not (laughs) evidence enough, you know? Right, yeah. We got a a Brooklyn Pizzeria in Goldsboro, North Carolina, so I don't know how (laughs) how much evidence that is. And it's amazing. It's the best pizza I've ever had, but it ain't New York. He's such a child. This little baby. Skin off our teeth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right, right. I want to look this up. Very interesting. Sort of pre-internet tracking. <laughs> How is this legal? Well, you'd be you'd be surprised what we do in 2020. So, one of the trivia bits is in 2001 the Patriot Act gave the government the ability to monitor library records, something which at the point of this film is stated to not be legal. Right. That's interesting. Patriot did a lot, baby. Yeah. There is a hysterical moment, if you remember from Departed, where Alec Baldwin, right when they've like locked in and they've got this guy, he just grabs the guy who's monitoring and he's like, Patriot Act, baby, Patriot Act, because <laughs> they've done <laughs> stuff that definitely wouldn't have been legal sure. like three, five years before, yeah. and it's worked in their we favor. We laugh because it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good in the movie. I'm forward in the movie. Yeah. It's that printing paper, man, with the circles. I love it. <laughs> Whatever. Eh. Whatever. Jonathan Doe.
I have been talking to your wife. This is really great. Oh, yeah. It's so good. The, just, having this moment where it could have gone in their favor is just makes it that much more right impactful and painful later. And once again, we kind of think we might be seeing Mills do what he does, does best. Fuck. He's brave. About him. Yeah. Oh. Fuck. God, Fincher just directs like a motherfucker. It's just yes, it, yes, it, yes. the there's nothing in and of itself so unique about any one moment or any one shot. Yeah. But it, like you it's said many times already, in the hands of anyone else, it's just not Nothing. there. It's, I mean, it's yeah. sort of, you know. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah, fine. it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the ability to, like, take your breath away with bullshit, like a gunfight in a residential hallway is I know. I know. stupid. Where really, like, nothing's happening, right? It's just the anticipation of Yeah, something you're just like, oh, my God. Like we've never seen it before. <laughs> Just some kids. Oh, geez. that point was pretty yeah, good. That was good, yeah. Oh, god damn it. He needs to learn how to shoot faster. I know. God. <laughs> God. He's smarter than you. A lot of this building-to-building stuff feels very Matrix also. Yeah, it really does, right? You can feel like that time period was just feel Yeah, it's a similar aesthetic, similar environments. Well, so much of the – it's a totally different tone, but so much of the dark, grimy stuff and the shadows and Mm kind of how grungy everything is is also very Fight Club. But, you know, just a totally different tone. Oh, look at this guy. Shoot him. He's out in the open. There's no reason you couldn't have shot him right there. man. That's just so dumb. And in all sincerity, it does feel like he would have shot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, once he was on the ladder there. 
been nice to have him shoot a couple times and just miss or something. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just give a, give us something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tink, Fincher tink. really fucked this up. <laughs> yeah, he really sucks. <laughs> if you ask me, the sequence just went to shit. Why is it so trafficy all of a sudden? <laughs> I know, right? Because this is hell, man. Everything's yeah, yeah, exactly working against exactly. you. Mm. Mm. It's very methodical. Oh, man. Looking for him. I appreciate that. Oh, fuck. He's right there. God damn it. Terrifying. Motherfucker. I can't imagine getting hit by a fucking crowbar. I mean, come on. If that's not probable cause, I don't know what is. Oh, because of how they got there. Right. I, gotta, the I, gotta, FBI, I, gotta. Yeah. I didn't realize that wasn't above board. Yep. Yep. How would we find it? Yeah. Yeah. But this really is so great. The two of them just clash. Yeah. Yeah. so great I'm all fucked up I'm all fucked up (laughs) (laughs) right Brad Brad go on that's great yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That's that's great. Great moment. <clears throat> great moment. Yeah. So good. (laughs) 
really good. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, do it. Well done. You eat. You eat. All right. Damn. I forgot about this place. It was cool. So let me ask you this, Kelly. Do you think that he was shooting to kill them or to break them up and get his make his getaway? Um, I think he does everything for a reason, and I think he, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't, I don't think he at any point shot to kill them. I think I agree. Well, a hundred percent had that all not planned out, but he ha- he's intelligent enough to have that contingency in his head. He knew where Good to thinking. go in his building, and he knew. Right. That he probably wasn't going to kill them. And he obviously made that point when he didn't kill Brad. Yeah. At least not on purpose, right? Because it really is like he is an evil genius painting this horrific masterpiece. But yeah, he's, he's not, not done. Killing not done. anyone else. And he's not interested in killing anyone else. No, right? it's like not part of his thing. got to complete yeah, yeah. this. Right. And that's it. Right. That's cool. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah. No one's ever worried in these movies that their landlord's going to have to come in because of a leak, <laughs> which landlords are allowed to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, very, oh, I left the hand out. That's a very out. good point. Like, yeah. You know, you can have like a little hidden chamber. What or a horrific, like, he's got like a twin bed under a red cross. It's very, very gross. Same mm, lord. <clears throat> Hmm. Flashlights shining through a darkened space will always look great if you yeah. shoot it correctly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. When you're doing a mystery. You need a lot of Yeah, that. that's the thing about this movie. It almost all happens in the dark. Um, yes. And yeah, perpetually dark it's world. It's just very well lit, you know, as all Fincher movies are, but just so pitch perfect. Can you imagine Pitch Perfect in the hands of Fincher? What a masterpiece that would have been. Uh, <laughs> different movie. Different film entirely. That's so silly. Uh, I don't want to take away any jobs from female directors, but I'm just sure, saying, sure, sure, if you were sure. going to do it, Fincher would be the guy. What are some other good Fincher-directed uh, uh, silly movies? Um <laughs> I don't know. Back to school with Rodney Dangerfield back when Uh, Fincher was a a young buck. Right. Old school directed by David Fincher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Three amigos, David Fincher. There you go. Doc! What's wrong, Marty? You look like you've seen a ghost. You're not far off, Doc. We had him. Yeah, nice. That's very yeah, That would be finding your own a photo of yourself yeah. would yeah. truly 
make fuck the, you up. Yeah, you'd be so pissed. Your neck so pissed. Ugh. <laughs> yep. Good. 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 Yep. Yeah, that seems crazy. I guess it's implied well, that, that plays into the gloves everywhere. Uh, it just plays into the. Do you remember in the credits they actually sh- give you a, a kind of a heads up on them what that is? Oh. That's pretty cool. It's a deeply disturbed individual we're talking about here. I like that story. So this was in the trivia bits too. These are all like the composition notebooks. It said all of these were fully written in. It said they were real. Oh it, co- it took two months to complete and cost $15,000. I assume that's just because they had some writers working on it around the clock. Jesus. Seems a little too attentive to detail. I, 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 I don't know why that necessary. would occur. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those weird trivia bits. It said, according some to Morgan Stanley Freeman, two Cooper months shit. is about the time it would take the police to read all the books. Wow. Here he is. Fuck. I'm aware. It's a good question. Well, seems like a sin. What's that? Saturday, Saturday. I was just saying, seems like a sin. Uh, late oh, yeah. of the night. Yep. No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Mary a whore. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the fun thing about the Bible, Kelly. You can pretty much spin it however you want. It's not that there's nothing good in there. It's just that a John Doe is out there somewhere believing he understands the Bible better than you or me. Right. That seems dangerous. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I don't want any Bible buster sleeping on a single bed or a twin bed under a neon light red cross in their apartment. I don't want that. Nope. Nope. Hard pass. (laughs) Hot house. It wouldn't be a grungy 90s film without a trip underground into a a restaurant slash bar slash club. (laughs) Hackers came out two weeks before this. You would need to get a damn syphilis shot when you left this place. Lust. Lust number nine. That's the lady of the night. Oh, that guy. That guy was in... uh, Trying to remember. Dude, this is... The fuck was he in? Was it Escape from L.A.? Not that guy. That guy looks like uh, that guy. This guy's been in a bunch of stuff, though. Yeah. I think at a younger age, he was actually in The Untouchables. I don't know how familiar you are with that one. Not very. (laughs) Fair point. Yeah, Escape from Alley, that's what I'm thinking of. He was in Ray Donovan. God, this guy's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he was in Very Bad Things. I was wrong that's about the other, the other one. guy. That's the other one. Fuck. Yeah, it's next level or it's I mean it's really again just the idea of that. Yeah. It... You know the other guy, Billy Drago, uh died uh-huh. last year. Oh um, really? But he was he was the guy in Untouchables, he's one of the yeah. One of the killers. He plays a really great creepy dude. Fuck, that's so dark. That's so dark. Yeah, it really is. You leave this movie, you really need to like take a shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> the movie? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. right. They, they you can't we can't complain they didn't tell us. They didn't warn us. No. 
you ever see Very Bad Things, 1998? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they kill a hooker in that movie, so it's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> thing. I've really been ca- uh, typecasted in yeah. the hooker die movies. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it. Oh, I need a cheeseburger right now. You know, this is the this is the 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 darkness and the sadness of this movie. It's the normally you'd be rooting for the guy. How'd you get like this? You know what I mean? Like, let's come out of this. But really, it's like it's a warning for the younger guy. It's like you don't yeah. know the darkness that's there. This is the other thing I think that makes this movie resonate and makes it so unique is the the Somerset's view on everything and, and the world that's really not worth it is the same as John Doe. It's just he chooses to empathize, right? He's like, God, everyone's just garbage, but I feel sorry for everybody having to be in this. Whereas John Doe sees all of this, you know, horrible world, right? This just unthinkably bad world. And has to like punish the people, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're not what was intended. We're disgusting. Yeah. We're terrible. And then you got BP, who's just like, it's not so bad. Sounds nice. I'm telling you, man, you just want to root for that. You want to root for that line. Mm-hmm. Such a hard movie. Yeah. Yep. There's some about Fincher's willingness to show all this darkness because all his movies are pretty dark, you know, with yeah. virtually no exceptions. Um, right. And uh, even when he, you know, started Mindhunter a few years ago, you know, that was still in oh, the same yeah. vein. You know, that was just his, you know, TV project. But, but the point being that it, it really, I, there's something I just appreciate so much about someone that focuses on on telling these kinds of stories because as much as we want to be positive and have positivity in the world, it's also just like there's there's something deeply satisfying with someone kind of just showing shit this bad. Yeah. Not sugarcoating. It's cathartic. And and it's, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, this isn't our life. So it's still just the 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 magic of movies and watching a story that doesn't take place in our world, but it is so satisfying. Like you said, cathartic, definitely. 
because what's he gonna th- oh, throw it out the dartboard? It's just so annoying when people uh, don't acknowledge, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Badness. And again, that's that power of that conversation, right? With Somerset yeah. just being like, no, I, I understand. He's like, yeah. it's, it's that's yeah, yeah. the easy thing he, to do. He it's sees it. He's like, that. oh, it's, yeah. But that's also why we never rise above it, right? Like, if that's the truth, that's part of the reason. You can't solve anything if you can't acknowledge right. a problem, right? So that's the big conundrum in this whole thing. He called 911. Gone and done it again. Wow, it's like a semi nice apartment. First one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. This one, I truly, truly uh, sympathize on this one. I, I mean, when you're as beautiful as I am, and that girl probably was, yeah, I'd probably choose death <laughs> over. <laughs> That's fair. Nah, never a thing I haven't had to worry about, Lucky, luckily for me. <laughs> I think I'd choose life regardless. You know it's bad when the sun came out. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I want to know this cab driver story. If we really want to get nitpicky, what the fuck? How did this cab driver mm-hmm. drive this dude in this state to this? Oh, so good. That's great. Yeah, very, very powerful moment. Yeah, what a great thing. His fingertips, man. God, the, again, the difference in Mills and yeah. Somerset, the Faster. attack versus be cautious. Ugh, gross. Oh. Oh, I see. Just over and over again, I guess. Ugh. Ugh. right about that (laughs) 
You know, there's so- something in this that really reminds me of No Country for Old Men. Do you remember No sure. Country for Old Men? Sure. I mean, not um, well, not well. Right. But but that kind of idea, like the old sheriff in that at the beginning says, I don't want to push my cards up in front of the table and come across something I don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, Somerset's whole conversation and speech there where he says, you know, we caught the devil himself and stopped him. Maybe this would make sense. But otherwise, like the satisfaction is going to be stopping him. But it's nothing's going to make sense. It's never going to be knowing all of this stuff will never make sense in our minds, right? It's too bad. It's too terrible to really come back from. And that's kind of the warning. Mentioning your wife is interesting. That's uh, Eddie Carr from Jurassic Park, The Lost World, the creator of the High Hide. And the guy that taught us that um, you got a baby at electronics, you know, they, they need they need love. Don't bang on it. It's a nice little segment, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm an idiot because I like Pitt's character so much. Yes. <laughs> oh, they just show in their hands so much, but it's so good. So, God. oh, nice. I got to pay attention to the audio stuff. There's a microphone, a little <laughs> piece of paper tape, some uh-huh, kind of cloth. Uh-huh. That's, That's a nice, nice piece of tape. I like it. it. Well done. Um, Brad Pitt's first Oscar was Once Upon a Time, just last year, right? Uh, I'm, yeah, you're right. It was a uh, Golden was... Globe that he won some Golden Globe stuff uh-huh. early for like uh, Twelve Monkeys and oh, stuff in '95. Okay. Actually, this was like the year he got some awards, but no Oscars until Ooh, a sure pack Mike back. That's interesting. But you know, Harrison Ford never won an Oscar. He was only nominated once for Witness. So 
What are those? What are those fuckers now? I know. Suiting up, I love it. The music is great. Yeah, throughout this entire movie. Yep. Mm, looking great there, BP. Man. Mm. That trench coat? God I damn. Know. I know. So what's happening right now? <laughs> They're so transporting we were, uh, him to court yeah, or it was something? Demanded by, no, it was demanded by, basically he was going to, his conditions were essentially like, he had to be driven out to this point and he was going to give himself up and full confession and all this other stuff, but they had to let him complete this part of his, uh, plan basically. Okay. The lawyer that was talking to them in yep. the, uh, room is basically like giving the demands and right. And they, they broke down and did it. And this again is just such a, from everything we've seen, everything dark soaked in rain, we're heading out into the open, into the sun, right. all this stuff. Right. City limit. Population 8.3 million. Yeah, you're, we're leaving the city like we've been here the whole time. <laughs> God. Yeah, the last two. He said, I'll take you to the last two. Yeah. Back in, what's the place in Illinois? (laughs) Back in, uh, God damn it. It's just, you know, so parallels usual suspects. Oh, oh yeah. Um, all of his bullshit story. Yeah. Sort of. uh, Kobayashi. Yeah, right. Skokie, Skokie, Illinois. Back in Skokie, Skokie Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's so striking having the setting change like that, right? Yeah, it, it, final it is oh. jarring. God. We've just been confined and in darkness the whole time, and it's just wide open sunshine. Right. Oh, look 
It's so haunting. It's so ominous, man. <laughs> all, all of his questions versus his partners, they're so different. Guns and ammo. I want him to win. Yeah. Not a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is fire. <laughs> this is where you can't quite keep it cool. Yeah. He's the real deal. It's, uh, it's so well done. I mean, I don't have words. He is. And again, man, it's echoes of what they've been saying themselves, like, mm-hmm. or Somerset has. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
good burn. I did almost get him. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I seem to remember this. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Nice. Man, when you know how it goes, it's just brutal. These cops have been so bored this whole time. Yeah. Oh, good. He told us a place. Okay. Some cool shots there in the helicopter. Oh, man. Not awesome. much to yeah. do, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it just looks cool. It does. We, hey, do we have another? How much more money do we have to burn before we're out of the budget? Yeah, exactly. Some cool helicopter stuff. Yeah, yeah. Look at this fucking place. I wouldn't mind going to this location. Yeah, looks like a place that uh, maybe Romeo and Juliet would live if they had stayed together and grown old. Yeah, but I mean. Maybe a little bit that. nicer trailer. <laughs> Slightly right, nicer yeah, trailer. That's true. <laughs> Something Much glossy. Featured in some green. other movies like yeah, RV. Yeah. <laughs> it's the RV from, you oh, know, man. that movie, RV. David Fincher's <laughs> movie, RV. You remember. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> the excruciatingly tense ride takes the three out to the desert way north of Los Angeles. The area of high tension lines can be found on West Avenue I, just east of 110th Street, west of Lancaster. Okay. All right. That's not too far. Yeah, that would be a doable uh, road trip. Yeah. Road trip number 14 for the music <laughs> <Right>. group. <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> really a great moment. Seven. Mm. 
just west of Avenue I. I'm on Google Maps looking at it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. <laughs> Pretty gross out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems it. Dirt road, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a van. This is, again, very nitpicky, but I think we're to assume that he came to the the police department from doing this act, and that's why his shirt was still bloody, right? Because right. this was his last right. murder. So he boxes the head... Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's sent to this guy. Somehow this guy, does he ice it? Does it, is he assuming this oh, I guy don't know. won't see let's, the blood? Let's is analyze it, it after, out of the after we get the reveal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. For anybody who's watching this for the first time. I mean, I'm not expecting anybody to no, 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 not no, know I it. Know, but I know. Uh, I know. You're right. Rule I think it'll, it'll give me more ammunition to talk about it after. Fair. Yep. It's Western Union. See, we've had this head in this box for (laughs) eighty years. (laughs) Oh God. Mm-hmm. It's like I've seen this. I know what's coming. Yeah, of I'm course. I know. Still, I know. It just—it's so well done. It's also one of the most famous memes of all time. Oh my god! I know. I think it one hundred percent works. Box. I don't want him to have done it any different. But I think that Brad Pitt's overacting here is some of the funniest it, and also <laughs> most effective overacting of all time. Yeah, I love imitating sure, sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. It's it's so good on every. Li- we no, need I over can't the top see it any other way. <laughs> but I want my van. Get out of your switchblade. God.
Ja. Nice. Ugh. Fucking I, worst. I know. It, I know. It's... gods are next level yeah yeah yep god jesus I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Temporary insanity. Yeah. (laughs) No coming back from that. No. I mean, I mean, it's a cliche now, but having his actions have to be the final, you yeah, know, yeah, piece of it. Really, is just... it's very, very masterful. Oh and God. I, but it's also like, it makes sense. I didn't remember that he never. We never got a reaction from him on the box. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he walked away, but we we didn't see him like.
Ugh, what a case. I know, good God, the way it ends here. That was the last line of dialogue initially I was told, or I've heard. <laughs> it feels like a button put on it, right? The Ernest, Ernest Hemingway yeah. part, yeah. and like that was like essentially like a studio. I, I think they that had to change the that might have been a note. But, yeah, yeah. Right. Also, I heard there was an early version of this script where Somerset, I love the credits running down. That's cool. Um, yeah. Where Somerset uh, shoots John Doe before Mills can. Oh, really? Essentially to spare him at least of that. Like, essentially, he. Right. Now, you know, that doesn't change too much, but that's right. just something I've heard. It, you know, it's. God, what a, what a thing. Uh, yeah, there's there's an uh, an insane amount of trivia on IMDb about this movie, and so much of it has to do with alternate endings and alternate right. casting. Right, and I'm right. just like, you know, none of that's really that interesting to me. Um, but fuck, I, you know, I mentioned this when we put up the poll. I was just like, well, this is a this is a monster movie <laughs> with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah it's it's very satisfying that we get to look at Kevin Spacey as a, as a very villainous person in the world right now because <laughs> right, yeah, you true. know what a fucking evil piece of shit you know he is in this movie and it's just it's just great has a different we, context now right yeah just great we have this you know to to refer to anyways um that was good, man. I uh, just Fincher just fucking does it. Um, I could have, you know, watching it this time, I could have done with maybe a little bit more of an ending, uh, meaning I, I don't know exactly where I would have taken that, but. Um, uh, you mean after the moment of conclusion I, or yeah, something I'm, different? No, no, I'm fine with how it, how, you know, what happens. Uh, I, I think. Um, I think it's a little bit abrupt. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, the pacing of the rest of the movie doesn't quite match the pacing of the ending. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And and so I don't even necessarily think it should be different. I just think maybe it it could have done with maybe a little bit more more time at the ending. Um, I can see what you're saying. And I also think not a thing needed to be changed. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, actually think you know. that's a fair thing. And then at the same time, I, I think of this as a whole and I'm just like, you know, honestly, even just how it snaps to the end, right? Like you, you hit it and then it's yep. like, Oh, that's it. It's that's over. It, it leaves yeah. you like being like, Oh, I feel like that's kind of the point. And, and in a way, I think if you're going to journey into this sort of darkness of this sort of topic yeah. in the world and whatever you want to call it, I kind of respect the like, okay, we're going all in. No one's going to feel good after this thing. We're, we are offering no silver lining. And that's yeah. another reason. The only thing that I think should be changed is the thing they didn't want anyway, which is the Ernest Hemingway <laughs> quote, you know, the right. world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I mean, it's that, I don't think this is the movie for that button, you know, on, on the story. Um, you know, that's a, a quote for another film, I think. Right. So, um, it's interesting. Well, yeah, just I had a couple of thoughts. One is that um, this writer, I mean, this screenplay is really solid. And I, and yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you know, looking up his stuff, I'm like, yeah, he hasn't really done much. He's done a couple of things, but everything was subpar to this. Um, I'm kind of surprised at that. Um, I guess that's 
possible that someone writes a really solid script that David Fincher directs, you know, and then doesn't do anything else. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think more, but, more, more, more likely than you think, man, I think, I think there are some who just, oh yeah, look at this talent and they get an idea and then they get another idea. And I really do think there are some artists who not just writers, but also filmmakers who have that one idea and that one thing in them mm-hmm. that is unique. Mm-hmm. And, and like, obviously he's, he clearly, if he wrote this, he knows how to write, like yeah. he can structure yes. the script, he can do all that stuff. Yep. But in regards to like, okay, but what are you writing about? I do think there are artists that have like that one. And this may just be I an gotcha. example of that. Gotcha. Like maybe not, yep. but you know, a lot of people know exactly what to do and can't write a script for shit. You know, That's like a they, good point. they know yeah. where all the beats need to go and how it needs to work. But you know, the mechanics are a little different than the whole. Um, well, for what it's worth, I want to mention the awards that this was up for. And uh, there there were many, uh, you know, kind of secondary types of awards that uh, no one knows about. But the two big ones that it was nominated for was Best Editing at the Oscars. That was the only Oscar uh-huh. it was nominated for. And it was nominated for the BAFTA for Best Original Screenplay. So at least he got some love for the screenplay there. I think it could have easily done more, you know. Um, but, uh, whatever. Um, let's talk about a couple of the fun things. Like, uh, what do you think the budget was for this movie? (laughs) 95. Yeah. Um, 30 million, 33. Yeah. Boom. Uh, boom. (laughs) Boom. What do you think the the world, what do you think the worldwide gross was for this movie? You know, I have no idea how this did. Um, I feel like it was big though. Uh, nine. So 95, if it let's helps say, at all, it shocked me. The number. Let's let's say three hundred, three hundred fifty million. Yeah, three twenty seven worldwide, which is oh, wow, huge on a thirty three million dollar movie. Yeah, that is yeah. not of any you know an original like dark horrific R rated drama. Right, right. in well, I just remember how I, I just remember how enormous. much this this seeped into our into our consciousness though right like it was mm-hmm. such a part of pop culture and a lot of people who hadn't seen it all knew about it and i just kind of thought well in order for that to happen you know it's got to be seen a bunch i I, yeah. I do think that there are great arguments when you look at a movie like this that you can make an adult rated r movie it doesn't have to be horror and, and make a huge splash i know no one will do that anymore and i understand that the odds are against you so from a business standpoint why would you yep. when you can do the pg-13 marvel thing over and over but also i mean you do lose in artistry we talk about it a lot um you lose out on stuff when you don't take a risk on something like that so yeah um, but then again i it's not my money so <laughs> i'm not putting my money up you know um what's kind of fun is just seeing so 95 um the biggest movie looks like domestic domestically the biggest movie that year is batman forever kind of makes sense apollo 13 toy story pocahontas ace ventura 2 casper Die Hard 3 golden eye crimson tide water world you know it's a great list seven comes in at 12 um for the year and um the same day this came out showgirls came out Ooh, uh, tough and competition. get this the week prior usual usual suspects came out so what you know, crazy, right? September that's 15th a good two weeks. Is that the best 22nd. two week run we've ever we've ever uh, seen in film? Is anyone can anyone compete with that two week run? Well, for Kevin Spacey, it was a great week. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm talking. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Holy um, shit! What do you think the Rotten Tomato scores are for this? Uh, I think they're very high. I'm gonna say critics ninety five, audiences ninety two. 
It's actually 82 from critics, but 95, wow. 95 from audiences. I'm shocked that uh, critics are that low. I thought this was sort of universally uh, viewed as just... That's fair. Stellar. I'll read a couple of snippets here from the original um, reviews. Uh, Entertainment Weekly said, Seven, the eerie new homicide thriller has a tantalizingly morbid atmosphere of unease. Um, and he gave it a a, a B score. Roger well, Ebert he, said, he said, yeah. he said what we tr- I tried to say a bunch of times much more eloquently and in two seconds, what took <laughs> me three hours seconds, to not right. say it correctly. Okay, go ahead with Ebert. Sorry. That's, That's annoying. Good. He says, good as it is, it misses greatness by not quite finding the right way to end. Um, so that's the original Robert, Robert, Roger Ebert quote, yet gave it a 3.5 out of four stars. Yeah. So got to disagree. And with it was there, on, well, it sounds like Roger was, was saying, yeah, best movies list too. Yeah. So it sounds like he, he was saying it. this could have been a perfect movie. Could have been a yeah. four star. And because of that, it's still, a there's 3. no 5, question. So He's, he, he loved it. And he just was saying, you know, I would actually it's, agree it's with like that. It's like those teachers that, you know, they, they push their best kids harder. That's what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like as much as I'm saying, like I wouldn't change anything. It's a masterpiece. I, I still would have kind of the same rating just because I don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I just, this is going to sound stupid, but I don't think it could have done anything better, but it also isn't on my all time. Like it's right. the one tier right. below, but I think a lot of that is really just my preference. I don't think that yeah, has so much to do with and the, what it is. The, yeah, yeah. The content itself. Yeah. Right. Um, 3.5 yeah, for me I as well. Hear um, well, yeah, that's uh that's just a couple of the quotes. Anyways, I think that's it for seven. Um, I uh I I really love David Fincher and I yeah, God, can't wait. It, I haven't watched it yet, but guys, we're going to be doing our normal episode in a couple of days and one of the trailers that I got to watch still is his new movie, um yep, Mank. Yep. I haven't watched the trailer, so no spoilers, I haven't either yet. but um but the trailer I think is out today or or recently. And um and I'm just excited for anything he does. So, uh David Fincher, if you haven't seen his other movies, go out and check it out. Yeah, he's pretty good. Ah, um, oh, he's the best. Check out Pitch Perfect for sure. That's yeah, one of that's his best. Yeah, that's his uh, uh, less, <laughs> lesser known venture for sure. <laughs> that one doesn't quite pack the punch that Seven does, but no. uh, but it is fun entertainment. Well, thanks um, for visiting, guys. Yeah, this was fun. This was long. Oh, this was it a long was movie. Long. Um, this will uh, only be topped by our inevitable Lord of the Rings marathon uh, commentary. Coming next week. Which will be coming <laughs> in the future. Um, but seriously, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, yes. We thought this was an appropriate one for Halloween. Enjoy the spookiness and uh, and enjoy uh, <laughs> enjoy whatever else you want that's scary in the next coming days. Bye. Adios.